Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to wherever you are in the world. And welcome to the Network Insider brought to you by your tech experts at Cisco. My name is Jasmine and I'll be your moderator today. This news series will be focused on educating our listeners on the different enterprise networking products and softwares to make your network more intuitive than ever. On today's episode, we'll talk about switching and power over Ethernet and how it's revolutionizing the way businesses work. I'll pass it on to our first speaker, Andrew. Can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do at Cisco? Hi, everyone. My name is Andrew Liu. I'm a product manager on the Enterprise Networking Group and I focus on IoT, uh, carpeted IoT use cases. So today we're talking to uh, Mr. Farouk Aslan, who is the owner of the Marriott Sinclair Hotel in Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, Farouk, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Farouk Aslan. Um, I am the CEO of uh, Sinclair Holdings, and we um, remodeled a 1929 era Art Deco building into a luxury Marriott Autograph Hotel. Uh, which is also the first building that runs on uh, low-voltage uh, PoE power. Thank you, Farouk. As I understand it, Marriott Sinclair Hotel uh, recently opened, and uh, actually there's quite a, quite a bit of a media coverage for it. Uh, maybe at the, end of the, uh, at the end of this session, we can actually provide some links uh, to those videos. Um, we opened uh, towards the end of 2019. Um, unfortunately, in late March, because of COVID-19, we did temporarily close the hotel because we are in downtown Fort Worth and um, we almost practically, they shut down the downtown. Hardly anybody's working here. We are planning on opening soon, hopefully in late July, early August. Um, again, unfortunately, Texas now is in the middle of a, a second surge or our big surge is here these days. I'm not sure how that will affect our plans, uh, reopening plans in the next few weeks, but uh, uh, it'll be a big splash again when we open. Sorry to hear the, the, the impact of COVID-19, and I think uh, the hotel industry is uh, hit particularly hard uh, by that. It is. Um, um, it's, you know, it's also, um, it's a business travel that attracts, most of our guests are business travelers. Weekends um, would be leisure travel for us. So we are walking distance from Fort Worth Convention Center. So we are very um, also keeping our fingers crossed uh, when the conventions open back up. Um, the hotel has a lot of features which um, made a lot of splash uh, in the world. Uh, we did a lot of things for the first time in this project. And um, as conversation uh, goes forward, I'll explain some of those features we've done here, you know. Yes, sir. Farouk, why, why don't you actually start walking us through some of the uh, major breakthroughs that you were, you were able to achieve with, uh, with the PoE technology? Absolutely. Um, we started working on uh, PoE-powered lighting back in 2016. I actually stumbled into um, Cisco, uh, a video by a Cisco uh, uh, person, uh, and that was very inspirational to see how uh, power over Ethernet was being used to connect to drivers, lighting, LED lighting drivers, and then in turn, they were powering LED lighting. So I reached out to the gentleman back in summer of 2016, and immediately after that um, meeting, I remember going to Cisco Live, and I met several partners, uh, several Cisco partners from uh, driver, driver companies, uh, lighting partners, um, even... Um, VAV valves, which are used in air conditioning. So it opened my mind um, that there's so many possibities of end devices that can be powered using 
POE technology. Also for my education, uh, POE had already gone to 60 watts in 2016, or we, they call it POE plus, I believe, or, or actually UPOE. POE plus is your 30 watts and UPOEs are 60 watts. So that was very interesting. And um, that was very motivational to see at 60 watts what else can be powered using Ethernet cables. So we quickly brought in our window motor company. Uh, so we Sinclair has about 750 windows. So they have drapes and shades. They're all motorized. Uh, shades are motorized and drapes are motorized. They run on Ethernet cables as well. We work with a minibar manufacturer from Europe and every room, every guest room has a minibar. That also is powered using Ethernet cables. So that was a modification we did with Cisco's help. Um, we also have TVs in our bathroom mirrors. Every It's 164 guest rooms. Every bathroom has a, a, a big LED lit mirror with the infotainment system that disappears when it's powered off. But it's TV and many other things you can do. You can check the weather. You can check um, attractions in your neighborhood. You can order room service. You can order housekeeping supplies, you know, um, all by interacting touchscreen or voice commands. All that system is powered using um, Ethernet cables as well. Um, we have digital showers in Sinclair. Um, there, it's a touchscreen. So there are a number of devices that are powered using Ethernet cables or power over Ethernet. Advantages are we have IP address now to each device. So um, I think approximately there's 7,000 lights, um, 60 different style of light fixtures. Um, including elevator cab light. So every single light in Sinclair building from basement to the rooftop, even the exterior lights, the building that light up the building at nighttime, every single light is powered using POE power. So that was pretty remarkable. Um, of course, the byproduct was tremendous savings in energy cost, upwards of 40%. But my motivation was more of connectivity how you can connect endpoints, assign IP addresses, and control them. So our, definitely our natural progression going forward is to build a brand new BMS system, a building management system that's IP-based. And now uh, we are going in that direction. I'd like to add VR. There are a few other devices that we are also trying to make them POE power in our hotel. Everybody who has stayed in luxury hotels, you have a hairdryer in a hotel. You have an iron to iron your clothes. We have a coffee maker in every room so you can you know, make a fresh cup of coffee every day. We are now working on making these devices run on POE power. So of course, you wonder how do you get a hairdryer to run on POE power? And how do you make other devices I mentioned, a coffee machine and iron? So that's what we are working on these days and we're making good progress on that. Wow. So almost everything actually except for the three two or four items that you mentioned uh, just now was actually powered by POE in, in the hotel. Um, that's true. But there's there's two other things, if you can imagine, air conditioning mm -hmm. system, right? I mean, you have an air conditioner in a room. Trust me, we are now working on making that air conditioner inside the guest room run on POE power. So we are oh, working wow. with an engineer. We have taken apart. Mm -hmm. uh, so this a unit that's inside your uh, office or we are using a technology called VRF, variable refrigerant flow, where the outdoor unit, which you call condenser, 
that sits either on the rooftop or outside the building. Inside unit, which they also call fan coil, that's what's blowing cool air or hot air into your room. In this technology, VRF technology, the indoor unit doesn't consume that much power. It has a fan that's like a blower fan that's blowing hot or cool air, and then has a, another little motor that gets rid of the condensation water. You know, and when you're cooling a room, you're taking moisture out of the room. So we are now converting those into PoE-powered motors uh, with the VFD drives. So the budget is less than 50 watts, up to 18,000 BTU, which translates to one and a half tons worth of cooling, can run under 60 watts. But thanks to Cisco, I also have access to the new 90-watt switches. So we may go up to two tons of AC units run on PoE power that may go up to 80 watts. Another thing that you would pick up on in a guest room is a TV. So after we are done with this AC unit, we plan on making our LED TVs to run on PoE power, where a single Ethernet cable will bring power as well as content programming into a TV. Oh, wow. So once once this is all converted, then there's absolutely no app appliance in the, in the guest room that's, that's, that's actually going to be uh, powered by conventional AC. Um, you're very right, Andrew, but keep in mind there's still a code requirement, a building code requirement to have an AC outlet. Uh, another uh, product that we are very interested in is, and uh, in my last Cisco live appearance when I went to the Whisper Suite, we think there's a huge case can be made using a PoE Ethernet port, a PoE power to give you a USB Type-C port, both a B and a Type-C mm -hmm. port. So right now we have what we call a power hub on our headboard. If you check into Sinclair guest room, you have a power hub where you can connect your charger for your phone or laptop, but it also has AC outlets. It's a power hub on both ends of the headboard. We would like right. to, in future, have a power hub that's USB and Type-C ports. That way, and they're fed by an Ethernet cable from PoE power, 90-watt switch. So right. those are the steps we are taking to eventually eliminate the need of a regular AC 110 volt into a room. Still, there's code compliance needed to have an AC outlet. Let's say a guest walks in with a, a right. you know, the breathing machine. I, I think it's called, um, I'm trying to, the name is coming out of my mind. The people who bring in a breathing machine, they want to plug it in, you know. So we are still exploring, right. can it be like a, a battery device? If you've seen in your car, a car's 12 volt DC outlet can, with an inverter, can give you power your microwave when you're on a picnic, you know, right? So yeah. we are thinking of a, a battery back inverter based device that's charged using a PoE port, but can give you AC outlet, you know, with, with an inverter. So you can connect that, a sleep apnea machine. That's what I was thinking about. A sleep apnea yeah. machine that people sometimes bring in. So for those cases, we think there's gotta be a solution. The idea is um, you have a DC powered building and a class two DC power. So PoE power um, is a class two power. As long as it's under um, 60 volts, you right. are a class two power and under 100 watts, you're class two power. So Farouk, you mentioned about the USB type C uh, power hub. Actually, uh, I want to tell you that we already have a product ready that, that is, comes in the form of a dongle that actually will take 90 watt PoE input and actually output uh, I believe it's 70 something watts as well as a gigabit ethernet connectivity. 
uh, to the end devices. So that technology is is already already present. Um, and uh, a, a follow up question uh, was uh, to uh, to the last one is um, a lot of these appliances that you talk about. Some some of the technology seems uh, sounded really new. Did you have actually uh, any trouble sourcing this from the from the ecosystem? Naturally, when you think of a hairdryer in your mind, you think fifteen hundred watts, eighteen hundred watts, a heating element. So how do you take a sixty watt or ninety watt PoE uh, Ethernet cable and run a hairdryer? So of course, there's a stored energy mechanism here, right? And that stored energy is could be a lithium-ion battery or something. So you use the power of Ethernet to charge that stored energy device inside, you know. These are being developed by ourselves uh, with our own R&D uh, in-house. And I'm being vague on the stored energy because it may be a lithium-ion battery or it could be something else. And more than likely, it's something else. So we are very excited about making that progress. Uh, once again, the eventual goal is that buildings run in future on stored energy. So Sinclair has another unique thing, which is the first in the world. Uh, we were successfully able to replace a diesel generator. Our plans, our building plans had a 350 kilowatt diesel generator. We are 17 story building. And um, by code, you have to have a backup power in the event of an emergency where the elevators can run your stairway pressurization fans can run so people can exit safely. And most of these devices um, have to run for minimum two hours. We were able to replace that diesel generator by uh, a battery pack, a lithium-ion battery pack. So it sits like in a two 19-inch uh, data center cabinets. And we have 332 uh, kilowatt hour KWH worth of storage in the building. And that was a very interesting, if when people ask me the single most fascinating thing we did at Sinclair, and immediately my reaction is a battery pack to replace a diesel generator. To me, diesel fuel is oh, a wow. pollutant, and you have to start this diesel and generator wherever they're installed as backup power. So once a week or once every other week, depending on the city you're in, you have to start them for 30 minutes um, just to make sure you know they work. And you're polluting your environment. Imagine thousands and thousands of buildings who have these diesel generators, they come in Sunday morning or whatever time you pick up, they, they just start. Um, you know, so we, we, by replacing them with the battery pack, A, you made them more reliable. So now you literally have a UPS, which is a lot more reliable than a diesel engine, right? So I think there's right. a huge case can be made. It's greener, it's safer, and it's a future. And I want to insert a shameless plug for Cisco here. As uh, as all, all these uh, this innovation is made possible by a, a DC network and Cisco uh, in our switching portfolio, actually we have support for uh, for 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 this completely DC infrastructure. In my opinion, DC would become more prevalent in future. That will be the more um, primary standard uh, within the buildings. Um, a very strong case can be made. Uh, look at the cars. I mean, look at electric cars. I mean, there's a big adaptability, people buying electric cars. You went from internal combustion engines to hybrid cars. Now Tesla is leading the effort. Um, I think, uh, can you imagine, uh, just your car will be a, a DC microgrid on wheels. To us, the future home is PoE powered, 
for all its lighting and other gadgets. When you bring, when you come home in the evening, you plug in your car in your charger, electric charger. It's a bi-directional charger. And in the event of a failure, um, if you are connected to the utility and if the power fails, like uh, you guys living in Northern California have experienced that this past summer, then your car becomes a source of power for your house. So if everything is intelligent, it can automatically load shed. You know, if your washer dryer is running, your microwave is on. As soon as your power, utility power fails, it shuts off those devices and then keeps only the most essential stuff on. And your car is supplying energy now as a stored energy. You can also have supplemental batteries installed in your garage. So that's what we think by going in this direction of DC power devices and homes running on DC power. Now your electric car is your generator, basically. It's your DC microgrid on wheels. So Farooq, uh, you, you mentioned that you have all these innovations with a DC grid, with a, with a POE in lighting and actually almost every appliance. Um, I want to ask you that, do, did you have any trouble going through, let's say, negotiating with contractors with the, with the, with the installation of this, uh, of this whole rather innovative uh, infrastructure systems? So we, uh, we developed a lot of these technologies in-house. Uh, we only brought an outside contractor to, in some cases, pull our low voltage cable for us. I have an in-house team that does all the connections between our drivers and our different devices. So we have gained a lot of this knowledge in-house, but along the way, there are two low voltage contractors uh, that we have educated with this technology. We have set up a separate company to offer consultancy. So we are designing mm -hmm. another nine-story hotel in New Haven, Connecticut now uh, with similar technologies. We, we think uh, a case can be made, you know, that um, this is a much more sustainable uh, and a way forward. We, are, uh, we have been approached by some of the largest A&E firms, architectural and engineering firms in the country. Um, who design mm -hmm. anywhere from Tesla's plants and factories to uh, Amazon's distribution center and their uh, global headquarters. Um, even Microsoft's new headquarters is designed by, being designed by one of these firms. So we are working with them and helping them understand, you know, what is this technology and how, because inherently all LED lights are low voltage. So we are not doing something different. We are simply eliminating the AC driver, which today in a traditional LED light at home, takes your AC power, converts that to low voltage DC internally. And that's how the LED, the diode is fed. We are basically making the process simpler by eliminating that AC to DC conversion. In the process, you're saving about 13 to 15% of power, the conversion losses, which are always come out as in the form of heat. So imagine, 7,000 lights at Sinclair where this conversion is not being done. Just imagine the amount of thermal energy you're saving. You know, it's not being generated. So the byproduct is I may be saving 10 tons of my cooling load in the entire building because I'm not generating all this heat, you know. So one other question um, that actually often come up uh, for is that, you know, while OPEX, uh, OPEX savings sometimes are a little bit harder to envision uh, during the planning stage of the uh, of the building. Um, 
I I understand that from the capex perspective, uh, especially in labor required for this installation, is is actually quite significant as well. Would you uh, would you mind expanding a little bit more on that? Absolutely. So low voltage in many states, especially in Texas, you do not need a licensed electrician to install low voltage infrastructure. So in Sinclair Hotel and my office building next to Sinclair, all um, lighting is installed by a low voltage contractor. That's a much cheaper labor rate than an electrician installing it. Secondly, I don't need inspections. So it saves me a lot of time in a project, weeks, you know, if not months uh, in a large project. And lastly, I also don't need to run my cable in conduits. If it's an AC power building, all AC cabling in a building is run into conduits, um, EMT conduits. So low voltage cable does not have to run in conduits. It can be, it can run overhead on a tray or ladder rack or something, you know. So when you combine all those things, so it does save you money in installation. Um, also on the, um, we did a lot of light installation in-house by our own team, but since it's very safe to handle, you cannot be shocked from an ethernet cable or an 18.2 cable at the end point. So it's very safe, it goes very quickly. Um, we can easily train somebody to um, install a light fixture, you know, so we, we definitely there are advantages. On the OPEX side, we are definitely seeing a very substantial savings in our monthly energy consumptions. We were in office building at Sinclair for three years. Our electric bill was about $12,000 a month average. Since we converted to a hotel, which is a 24-7 operation, our AC tonnage is much higher. Our bill has not exceeded $7,000 a month. This substantial savings in power consumption. And we've done that in two buildings already and seen the savings from our history of uh, electric consumption in these two buildings. So it's, it's pretty substantial. How about the how about the capex side? Would you would would you be able to actually disclose some of the numbers in terms of uh, savings? Absolutely. So in my case, in two, the early two thousand sixteen, I had just finished building uh, a hotel, a Marriott hotel, five story, ninety thousand square feet, from ground up, with hundred percent LED lighting, and um, it was being designed and built as a lead gold building and by city code, um, uh, build, city building codes, and the city of Fort Worth adopted an energy code. So we had a dimming panel that was installed and that was bought from Lutron, a 46 zone dimming panel. So when you bring all of those things in, that was your cost of electrical work that we came up with per square feet. When mm -hmm. we did the same thing with POE power, we spend less money for the same amount of features. Right? Let's be very clear. The system we installed using Ethernet cables or PoE power is a very feature-rich system from controls perspective. The dimming capabilities, the timers, um, all that is built into the system. It's, it's, it's like a part of the system. So when you add all these features in a traditional AC-powered building, definitely the PoE-powered system is cheaper. But just simply a light that's on-off flip switch that may be a different case. But when you add other bells and whistles that come with the PoE power, this is definitely cheaper. We think it's about 25 to 30% or more cheaper than exact same system, traditional AC power. Oh, wow. Just to recap, these type of systems are 
uh, actually 20 to 30% cheaper in terms of CapEx investment. This is including equipment and, uh, and, uh, and labor. And uh, also it's, it's about, it could be as, as cheap as 30 to, to 40% cheaper to, to actually run them on, a, on an ongoing basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to also clarify, um, people think uh, in this technology, one port, one PoE port from a Cisco switch goes to one driver and it powers one light fixture. That's not true. We have, we uh, use uh, all kinds of different wattage of light fixtures. So with the newer 90 watt port are very bright lights because there's another misconception. Light is not measured in watts. It's measured in lumens. You know, that's how bright the light is. And one has to educate. That's the first thing I educated myself. You want to buy LEDs that are higher lumens per watt. So we are using LEDs that are close to 200 lumens per watt. That was something two years ago. Now you can get them close to 250 lumens per watt. So at 250 lumens, a four watt light fixture would be a thousand lumens. A thousand lumens is a very bright light. So a four watt and you have a 90 watt port you can just do the math. How many lights can you put? You can almost put 20 plus lights on a single port. That's very important to understand that one eight port switch, a simple, small Cisco CDB eight port switch can do lighting in a four bedroom house. One switch can do entire lighting from kitchen, living room and your home. And if you assume that not every light will be on at the same time, I can even run the ceiling fans from that eight port switch. If it's a 90 watt per port, eight port switch, I can easily tell you one switch can take care of all lights and ceiling fans in a house. That is like mind blowing. <laughs> okay, Farouk, so thank you very much for, for sharing uh, what you have done in, in, uh, in Merrick Sinclair Hotel. I think the, the, the takeaway for us here is that PLE as a power infrastructure is, is, is here, it's now. It's, um, it has, uh, it can actually lead to great CapEx as well as OPEX savings. And it's, and the ecosystem is, is strong and it is actually evolving with much momentum behind it. I like and, to add, I like to clarify one, add to the statement I made just now. Uh, when I say one port can power 20 lights, we are using drivers that are eight channels. So I can individually turn on and off eight on a single port, one driver, but I can individually control eight connections, right? So I can have four lights oh, wow. on one channel, six lights on another channel, one light on a third channel. I can go turn on and off each channel. So it's not like all lights have to come on on a single port and all have to go off. So it's very important for your listeners to understand that I can have eight channels on a single port, on a single driver, and each channel can be individually controlled on and off. So that will give you your answer that yes, how a single eight port switch can literally power a three or four bedroom typical single family home. Yes, sir. And uh, all these te technologies are readily available in our digital building series, as well as our with our uh, new 90 watt uh, innovations. Uh, right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for, for, you, for your time. And uh, this, I enjoy my, our conversations every time we get together. Uh, this is certainly, uh, this is certainly a, a great time for me. Thank you very much, guys. Back to you, Chesman. Thanks, Andrew and Farouk. Um, thank you to both of you for 
sharing your expertise in this switching portfolio. I've learned so much kind of listening into this conversation and all the great things that you've been able to do in the hotels group. So really thank you for sharing all of your knowledge and experience. I wanted to give a big shout out to our listeners tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this session of the Network Insider and all the things switching can do for your businesses. Don't forget to subscribe on SoundCloud and Spotify to stay up to date on all things networking. And we'll see you next month on the Network Insider. Thanks again.